Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, it's good to be back. Uh, Thank you for those of you who said to me, welcome back. That was really nice to hear that this morning. It was, a, uh, it was an incredible trip, and uh, you'll be hearing more about it, I'm sure, from me and Deacon Rich over the coming weeks and months, this trip to Israel that we just had. I'm, my, I'm not going to lie, my body's still very much out of it. Uh, it was 31-hour travel day, woke up this morning at 2 a.m., wide awake, to get on a bus and go who knows where, and I was in my room at the rectory, just like, this is not good. So... So I prayed this morning, and, uh, which I guess is a good thing to do, and um, what I was drawn to in these scriptures um, was the psalm response that we have today. So we've got the beautiful story of Jonah the preacher in the first reading, Jesus in the gospel talking about there's something greater than Jonah here, the sign of Jonah, all of that. I preached on that before, and so what drew my attention was the psalm. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. It's from Psalm 51, David's great psalm of lament. We, uh, scripture scholars believe that he wrote this psalm after the whole episode where he's confronted by the prophet Nathan for having um, claimed Bathsheba for himself and having her husband killed, right? Uriah the Hittite. He writes this psalm pouring out his heart. There's a word in this psalm that drew my attention in particular, the word contrite, the word contrite. As Catholics, when you hear the word contrite or you hear the word contrition, what do we think of? Sacrament of confession, right? Act of contrition, the act of contrition. Now, you probably, you know this about my story. I don't, I didn't go to Catholic school and I I was a, I was a PSR dropout after second grade, but I turned out okay. Um. But I remember uh, the little card that our teacher gave us in PSR with the act of contrition on it to memorize. I never memorized it. Um, I, don't, I only learned the act, I only got the act of contrition memorized once I became a priest and I would hear it all the time, you know, so that's how I got the act of contrition memorized. But that's one of those prayers that you, uh, that as faithful cradle Catholics, you probably, uh, was one of the first prayers you began to memorize, one of those rote prayers. Um, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, the Guardian Angel Prayer, and the Act of Contrition. I think about our kids over in the day school, how often they pray the Act of Contrition throughout the day. We want to make sure they're aware of their sinfulness, you know. Anyway, this is what uh, the the Catechism, the Church makes a distinction between uh, different types of contrition. We have perfect contrition on one hand and imperfect contrition on the other hand. Perfect contrition, the Catechism says, arises out of a love for God. It arises out of a deep love for God and an awareness of God's love for me. Imperfect contrition, the catechism says, arises out of a a repugnance of one's own sinfulness and a fear of hell, or a fear of the the, the condemnation that's associated with uh, sinfulness. Imperfect contrition is fine. Like the church said, the church welcomes imperfect contrition, but it holds out perfect contrition as the ideal, as the ideal. I want to recommend for us this morning, um, I don't know, two paths, if you will, to move from imperfect contrition to perfect contrition. 
And they're this. The first would be this. And this is something that really hit me uh, as part of this pilgrimage. Contemplating Christ crucified. I know it's, it's Lent and we all probably have our spiritual practices already in place. But if I could add just another one there. That hopefully you have a crucifix at home and hopefully you spend time in front of it. But to spend time sitting with the image of Christ crucified and to let the reality of all of this settle upon you. That the unfathomable love of God caused the Son of Man to become flesh. And we went to those places where he walked and where he preached and where he called the first apostles. And it also caused him to go to the cross. To contemplate the cross is to contemplate God's love for you. And out of that arises a deeper love for God and a repugnance of sinfulness, not because it's so bad or so awful, but because it's the very thing that separates me from that love. To contemplate the crucifix. And the second is this. You know, often um, in the confessional, when it comes time, you know, I'll say, and now please pray your act of contrition. The other person, the penitent, often turns into like a seasoned auctioneer. As they pray this act in contrition, oh my God, I'm sorry for my sins, all my heart, pains of I'm so sorry. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, wow, that's got to be a record. Let me show you this story. So when I was in seminary, that used to be me. I don't know why, but I used to pray that act in contrition very fast. And there was a priest I was going to confession to. I finished the act of contrition. He goes, before I give you the prayer of absolution, I'd like you to do that again. And I'm thinking, did I miss a word? I was saying it pretty fast. He goes, but I want you to say it very slowly, and I want you to mean every word. And I did. I started praying again very slowly, saying every single word. And I felt in my heart this piercing. Like, I finally was hearing the words that I was saying, and it's like, by slowing down, my heart was able to catch up to the words that I was saying. And I, I couldn't even get past, I'm sorry for my sins with all my heart. There were just tears coming down my cheeks. And the priest said, now you get it. If I could just make this one little recommendation for us, for that longing for perfect contrition of heart, slow down when we're saying those words. Really hear them. Let your heart hear them. Contrition is a gift from God. To see my sinfulness, to see where I need to turn and repent, it's a gift. And it's perfect when it arises out of love for God. So let's contemplate Christ crucified, the sign greater than Jonah. And let's contemplate those words that we get to say that reconcile us to the living God. Amen.